Welcome back to Seen It Before, where we're probably going to say something stupid about your favorite movie because we've seen it all before. I'm Danny. And I'm Dan, and Danny just messed that up like three times in a row. Yeah. He had a total brain fire of what we were supposed to say. I'm just yeah. like, well, I'm so used to saying the other thing. That <laughs> used to say Which it. is dead now, which you can't say it anymore. We're dead. It's dead. It's dead in the ground. Gone. It's buried. Buried. Anyway, so. Is that how you pronounce it? Is it buried or buried? Buried. Buried? Like Barry, Barry. Like Barry Allen. But it's spelled buried. buried. Yeah, I know. Words are, English is a weird language. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, anyway, so we were going to do a different movie this week, but we decided, all right. Came out on Blu-ray, so we're like, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Yes, that and this movie is one of the biggest movies I had that I wanted to watch this past year in 2021. So I'm excited to see Last Night in Soho finally. And you haven't seen it, right? No, I haven't seen it. All right, neither of us have seen it. That's a rarity on this podcast. Only took us six episodes to see a movie that we haven't seen before on a podcast called Seen It Before. Yeah, I mean, ironic. But, um, yeah, back to this movie, Last Night in Soho. So, I am going in pretty blind to this. I've seen snippets of the trailer. I, I, I love Edgar Wright. And this is the first movie we are reviewing of his in about a year now since we saw... Um, Shaun of the Dead, right? Yes. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead. We did two. Oh, my God. We did, we did Baby Driver. Which is the secret? Shaun of the Dead, Shaun of the and, Dead um, and Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's been a while for Edgar Wright, and he's one of my favorite directors. We got to do World's End at some point because that that one's like my favorite of the Cornetto trilogy. Mm-hmm. And like, I haven't it's seen underrated. I haven't seen that one. So. It's so good. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so this one, since I don't know much about it, Danny, you kind of kind of sort of knows some stuff about it. I've seen the trailer a couple times. So what I understand about it is that it takes place, um. In modern day, or there's one timeline where, so this girl is like a barista or whatever. She stays at this hotel and she sees visions of this girl who died in the 60s, who was murdered in the 60s. And she is kind of like crossing timelines to try to solve her murder mm-hmm. by, the, by, by the guy. So the girl who gets murdered is played by Anya Taylor-Joy and the guy who kills her is Matt Smith. Is that, he's yeah. a doctor. He's one the of the doctors, doctor. yeah. And um, Anya Taylor-Joy is one of the, honestly, the... She gets a lot of work in Hollywood nowadays. Yeah, she's, she's like an up-and-coming... Well, not really an up-and-coming star anymore. She was when I saw her in The Witch. Yeah, until she was in The Queen's Gambit. I'm pretty sure she was in The Queen's Gambit, star. yeah. yeah kind that's of solidified what, her. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, she's kind of a name now. So, um, I don't know the other girl's name, but she looks familiar. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. But, yeah, so the, uh, the synopsis on IMDb is that an aspiring fashion designer is mysteriously able to enter the 60s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. But the glamour is not all it appears to be, and the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something darker. So I am very excited for the horror elements that Edgar Wright's going to possibly throw at us because we haven't seen him do horror up to this point, really. Besides, like, We haven't seen him do straight horror. Straight We've horror. seen him do horror comedy. Yeah, like but even Shaun he, of the Dead. Even he admits that's a romantic comedy with, with zombies. Exactly. So. so this is... I'm highly anticipated with this movie and... I, I had to make a 2010 uh, or tw- 2010, geez, a 2021 top 10 list. So, and I, I was thinking all along, this is probably going to be my top 10. Let's see if it pans out. Let's get to it. So we just watched last night in Soho. Hopefully, Dan is a bit more interested in his phone. No, no, I'm good. I, I'm actually ready. I was just looking through the rest of the uh, trivia for this movie. So anyway. before we were doing this, I, w- <laughs> I was doing stuff on the computer when he was ready. 
And then when I was ready, he was doing stuff on his phone, and then we vice versa switched again. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, I was ready this time. I was ready. But all right, last night in Soho, there's a lot to unpack here. Oh, yeah. A lot. Um, obviously, the main theme of this movie – well, the not the theme, but the um, the genre is kind of like psychological horror, I'd say, yeah. for the most yeah. part. That, we knew that going in. Yeah, um, like a lot more – like – yeah, it was interesting to see Edgar Wright do that mm-hmm. because uh, you know you never see him like do straight psychological horror. You know, it's really weird, but like it's stylized in like his style. It's with, definitely like, his style. Yeah, so it's like you can tell it's him, but it's it's just it's really cool to see him kind of step out of his I guess comfort zone yeah. with comedy. Yeah, all the music is still uh, very heavily inspired in the movie, yeah. and it's on point as usual. Like I. I mean, I didn't know many of these. Songs. I knew a few of the songs that were in there, but I was like, "This this jives real well with the movie." And I mean, he's always been known with that, especially Baby Driver and um, oh god, what's the other one that he had? Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Why yeah. do I keep forgetting that? The two movies we fucking watched. Yeah. <laughs> we also watched Shaun of the Dead too. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's his most famous one. I know it is. It is. Well, I, well, Baby Driver probably is his most famous one now. Recently, but yes. like. Cult classic, Shaun of the Dead. For sure. That's where he, that's when he got a name for himself. Yeah. Um, all right, let's start at the beginning of this movie. So we're kind of introduced to the main character, Eloise. Uh, she can see ghosts and stuff like that and yeah. all that junk. Yeah, so that was kind of like a – because I have a question later on where like how exactly does like the – her seeing all these stuff work? Like, yeah. What are the rules? So I guess that's kind of like a little explanation is like – she can see why why she can see them in the first place, mm-hmm. um, in the ghosts and stuff. But I'll get to that later. But yeah, she dreams of being a big name fashion designer. She's you know she's so passionate about it. She comes to school on her first day wearing her own creation. You see, bold choice. As, yeah, uh, bold, it's fucking Jocasta says. Yeah, her roommate Jocasta. <laughs> what kind of name is Jocasta? First of all, like yeah. I the mean, only yeah, other it stands out. The only other Jocasta that I know is Jocasta New from Star Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she's just a librarian. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know it was an actual, like, name. name yeah, I guess it which was. Which is funny. Um, I mean, I did briefly read a preset trivia that said that um, that is what Edgar Wright would have wanted to be named if he was a girl. Oh. Yeah. Okay. This movie is psychological, psychological horror mixed with... Um, you know, me too, violence against women stuff. Um, but it, like, it starts out with, you know, there's this creepy cabbie when she first gets to London. He's just like, mm-hmm. hey, I was like, oh, you got the legs for it. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, buddy. You can a little, hmm. <laughs> and, and yeah. And another theme for this movie is like, oh, London's a bad, London is a bad place. Mm-hmm. Like, most big cities in the 60s, 70s were really bad places. New York City in the fucking 70s was awful. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's that whole documentary on Netflix yeah. <laughs> about yeah. uh, New York in the 70s. So, yeah. And like, so the thing that like I want to kind of break down is like, um, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to mince my words very carefully because they may be construed into victim blaming. Okay. But I, as myself, understand that cities are a breeding ground for crime and bad shit. Mm-hmm. Why do we always hear the story of the wide-eyed Midwestern girl going to the big city to make her dreams come true and then shit doesn't work out for her? 
why why do we keep hearing that story? Because like, that's what kind of the story is like based on. Honestly, you're right. This is a very similar story. You know, country girl going to the big city and hoping to fulfill her dreams of becoming a fashion designer. Exactly. So, so it's it's not not to say that like not to say like oh she had it coming, but it's like shouldn't she like everyone's warning her before the movie like London can be a lot in you know in so many words saying this is a bad place and it's not the best. <laughs> it's not the best place to be. There's gonna be creeps. Yeah, and it, so like, I just want as a stereotype. Like, yeah, so it's, I just want to know why that why that that's just the thing. Is it, it do do people actually believe that cities are safe? No, I don't think people believe cities are safe. Well, that's honestly. good. They should. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah. terrified. And there of New are York certain City. parts of cities that are safe, safer. Not yeah. safe totally. No place is totally safe. But you have to know which areas are safe and what are. Yeah, you, you gotta know? do your research and stuff like that. But obviously, back then in the '60s, you could, you couldn't. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and that's yeah. So back to what you're saying about the um this whole um you know this movie being kind of like for the Me Too movement and um the violence against women, violence against women. Um, this is a movie that finally does social commentary like that. And but in in the right way, yeah. where where it has relevance to its plot and to its to its story, you know, instead of just being like like okay, it would be one thing to like have like have like um, a story of a fashion de- designer going to the big city and then trying to fulfill her dreams and having having like like the regular drama of like you know trying and failing and being a fashion designer that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then having that scene of the cabbie being really creepy that would be one thing where it's just like eh, it's not really needed but now that that, that scene's important because it, it's a prelude to everything else we see in the movie it's all setting the the pieces for what's to come it's very good foreshadowing exactly. and Edgar Wright does it really well yeah so um besides just all this um her wanting to be a fashion designer when we first get to her become going into um the past so she gets her and Jocasta don't jive whatsoever. Yeah, so no. she moves out of there. I don't pretty think anyone quick. would would jive with uh, with Jocasta. Yeah, she's I fucking hate her. Yeah, like the, the just the scene that like put me over the edge was um, when um, she like brings a guy back to to her room, and then you know Ellie's just sleeping. You know, being like the normal person, she's sleeping. <laughs> she's sleeping, dude. That's dude. That's college in a nutshell. Like, Has when, that ever happened to you? Did someone ever do that? Uh, no, not at Adirondack. But I also never lived like with on-campus housing oh, um, okay. at uh, the other college I went to. So it's, I don't know, man. Like I know Joe <laughs> has had it happen to him before. Like his his roommate because he lived on campus his first year. Um, that sucks. And yeah, it that's dude, so awkward. I think the dude randomly came in one night and started peeing on the floor or something like he was that drunk <laughs> oh yeah it was a weird time i was like bro you good <laughs> see i did that once i wasn't drunk but i was a kid i was like sleepwalking and i peed in like in like a, a drawer in my bathroom i thought it was a toilet drawers i peed in my, ha, uh, in my drawers uh, uh, uh it's so funny uh, yeah, dad jokes for days um but yeah <laughs> so you should write a book on dad jokes fuck off i know <laughs> um so Going back to Jocasta, so she moved. Uh, Eloise moves out of her apartment and finds this uh, thing for rent. It's a just a random apartment for rent. Uh, it's uh, owner is Miss Collins. So she um, 
she gives her a room upstairs. Very sixties, like very old fashioned in a way, and it's like perfect for Eloise. Yeah, because like, Ellie at the time, at this point in the story, is obsessed with the 60s. She's mm-hmm. like nostalgic for an era she never lived in. The music, the era, yeah. everything about it. Yeah. She was all for it. Yeah, I knew like a kid in high school who was like obsessed with the 50s. Like he had like the greaser haircut and he had the high waters with the rolled up jeans and stuff. And he always wore a leather jacket. I had a kid who Naruto <laughs> ran down the hallway. He what? Naruto ran down the hallway. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. You were saying something weird about a kid in your school. I'm saying that's something weird about a kid in my school. Oh, I had plenty of Naruto kids in my school. Did they ever run down the hallway like that? They memed about it, but they never did it no, seriously. No, they did it. This kid did it seriously. Mm. No offense if you ever Naruto Yeah, like, run no down offense the to people who like Naruto and like who unironically Naruto run down the hallway. It's just I wouldn't do it. She starts having these dreams of this girl, Sandy, mm-hmm. um, who lived in the 60s and start wanted to become a singer kind of the same track that she was on like obviously not a fashion designer but a singer and yeah. she kind of wanted to you know become the next big thing in london like a a bar singer like that kind of thing or a club singer mm-hmm. um yeah and- so she had a legit legit career like op or um you know dreams to have a, you know not not end up where she did end up mm-hmm. going um I was on, yeah, I was under the impression for like I fell for it too. Like um I thought Jack who's who she meets um yeah, Matt Smith's at, character. Yeah, Matt Smith. He I I was under the impression that he like he was connected and he knew all these all these guys and to get into like the London yeah. entertainment scene. I was convinced. And then we see that one scene where like she's just a burlesque dancer dancer um yeah, that's like the next time or a time after that when she starts dreaming and like yeah. It just keeps spiraling downhill from there. And mm-hmm. before we get into all that stuff, I want to say this movie is a love letter to the 60s, just the way Once Upon mm-hmm. a Time in Hollywood was to Tarantino. Yeah. Like, yeah. total, like, really well done. Um, practically, too, as well, I'm pretty sure. For the street shots in um, mm-hmm. uh, Soho. So. I want to know how they did those mirror shots. That I, seems I did look like that the up. coolest thing. Most of it was practical. Um, yeah. And then some of it was green screen, I think. Mm. I did spot a, like a stunt double at one point. Yeah. It was Matt. Like it was at the point where like Matt Smith was going down on Anya Taylor Joy, and oh. you could see in the mirror it was Ellie, and then then Matt Smith again. Uh, but, but I could yeah, totally Matt tell Smith. that was that was his stunt double with yeah. with Ellie. So, but yeah, it was still but really it was, cool. It was very far in the background and kind of hard to spot if you weren't looking for it. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, I'm just like, how the fuck? Did, especially like the um, yeah. The scene, the shot where like she's going up the stair, like, the kind of spiral staircase, and there's yeah. kind of like those those mirrors, yeah. there's like a bunch of mirrors. How do they do that? That was really cool, and I'm pretty sure it was green screen. Oh, uh, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. It was probably green screen. That was like the coolest one, dude. Like, I, I think we both said we're like, yo, that's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I it's a, like this is Edgar Wright's style. He's very stylized as a director. Like he, um, like that one shot where like we first go into the dream. Um, and she pulls the sheet over her, was... and we kind of dolly back, mm-hmm. but the sheet's still going. It's so cool. And I, just, I love that. Like it's satisfying too. Yeah, like it's a very satisfying shot. Mm-hmm. Like because I I do that all the time. I was like, I love that feeling when the blanket's coming down on you like that. It's like, yeah, oh, this is nice. It's satisfying. Both he captured ways. the feeling. He's got it. Yeah, it was he great. Got it. He got it right. <laughs> uh, uh, right. <laughs> right. Get it? He got it. Get, right. He got it right. Edgar Wright. Okay, uh, cool, cool. It's funny. All right, so I'm done with dad jokes now. Um, 
Let's see here. I love what she said. <laughs> I just wrote a bunch of little stupid stuff. So like, um, she said, I don't do laundry. I'm like, yeah, I don't do laundry either. And then she's like, well, I do laundry. And then you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do laundry once a month. Yeah, I don't know how you have that many clothes, man. I do. I just do. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, I, I also I also want to do it once a month because I don't dry. I don't like um, machine dry my clothes because they always oh, that's shrink. Right. That's right. Yeah. Because I got broad shoulders and shirts shrink. And then, you know, it just, it, it's annoying as fuck. Anyway, back to the yeah. movie. <laughs> Uh, so as i was saying we're gonna get to the downward spiral of going back to the 60s now right so it kind of well actually hold on before we do that because i just i just want to get all my my joke notes out of the way uh matt smith has really small eyes you ever notice that no he like you look at him far away like i because i did this to like randomly so i looked at a picture of him far away um compared to somebody else who is also the same distance and his eyes were like tiny, you know, compared to the other guy. I forgot who I was comparing him to, but the guy had like the other guy had regular eyes, and like Matt Smith's eyes are so tiny, and he kind of looks like a cat. You know what I mean? Like he's got the yeah. he's got like the sphinx yeah. cat like features. Yeah, yeah, no, you know? I get that, I get that. Yeah, like everyone says, Ron Perlman looks like a cat, which I don't disagree with. I mean, yeah, I see all the memes all the time. <laughs> he looks like a cat. Funny, <laughs> but Matt Smith also looks like a cat. So we, you know, so we have the two, we have the spectrum of cat actors. Spectrum of cat actors, hell yeah! Ironically, neither of them were in Cats. Thank God, neither of them were in Cats. I just, actually, I don't think I don't, Matt I Smith might have been in Cats. I don't know. I don't think he was, but okay. <laughs> I hope he wasn't. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I hope not either. Um, anyway, uh, any more joke notes you got? No, I see if I have any more joke notes. That's Might it. as well get them out of the way. Um, oh, well, back to Jocasta for a second. So uh, there, when she was talking to uh, – or when Eloise like, confided in her that her mother died and all that stuff, and she like made fun of that and it was just like to get attention, it was like, are you kidding? Ooh. Wow, that's so bitchy. And then she – and then Eloise told the other kids when she met them, and then she's like, "Oh, she's trying to get attention or whatever." Um, and then she, then they were all like feeling for Eloise, and then she's like, "Oh, my uncle killed himself." I was like, "Oh my god, what the fuck, dude?" <laughs> okay, so I, I assume Edgar Wright wrote this. Yeah. Um, the thing, the thing I just want to kind of highlight, and I don't think he may have not been doing this intentionally, but yeah. I kind of picked up on it. Um. Characters kind of act consistently with who who you find out them to be. So, for example, like um, Jocasta's – I first caught it when Jocasta said, um, who does your dad work for? Or, or, or no, what does your dad do, right? And then, you know, Ellie says, oh, I don't have a dad or I never met him or whatever. Um, and then she, then, then she says, what does your mom do? Um, then she said, oh, she died, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then Jocasta says, yeah, my mom died too. So she, so in my head, that kind of like she, she prioritized her father over her mother in, the, in that moment because she's so used to just talking about her dad before her mom because uh, her mom didn't kill herself. She's not in her life. Uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting. And then also, like, she's totally projecting, um, you know, like she's just saying that to get attention, totally projecting that onto Ellie. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was kind of neat that, like, if Edgar Wright was doing that on purpose, that's really cool, yeah, smart thinking. It shows like really, um, like forethought, you know. Yeah, forethought and like well, creative writing in general. But, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see if I got any other last ones. Um, no, I got, I got nothing. <laughs> no, 
No, that's it. <laughs> um, so, all right, back now to the back spiraling, to, like, the spiraling downwards. Spiral of the, the movie. Okay. So, yeah, she keeps having the dreams and everything, and just, it it doesn't get any better. Like, yeah, she starts, so- gets, as I said, she's a burlesque dancer at one point, then she became a prostitute. And then it just yeah. kept going downhill from there. And Yeah, like I wrote in my notes, like, oh, so she's a stripper. And then in the next note, I have the, oh, she's a hooker. <laughs> so <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so it's like. Um, the joke notes, joke notes were gone. Well, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Um, so a thing that I kind of ca- picked up on, it was a quick shot. Um, Matt Smith or Jack and the guy he punched um, after, after the burlesque scene. Um, they're they're talking and hanging out and having a fun time. So were they working together to kind of con um, Sandy into into being like being like a like a, um, Matt to be her pimp? I think so because that that would that would be kind of like interesting interesting stuff that is just kind of glossed over. So it's like cool that it's there, you know? Yeah, like it's it's rough out there, and like if you're not used to this kind of stuff and you kind of get sucked into it it's hard to get out and that's yeah. another thing about violence against women like they get trapped and there's no mm-hmm. way out because you're just you're just like ah <laughs> yeah well like I've, i don't want to say trapped again i was gonna say trapped again I'm like i can't say trapped <laughs> i've i've met like a few like um abused women like my dad talks to you know he's in the gun world so he he talks yeah. to a bunch of a, a couple activists who are um from that kind of domestic abuse area who, who advocate guns as safety. Um, and I've talked to them and they say like, this is, that's exactly how it is. We're like, you meet this person, they're a narcissist. So they're, they're, they, they completely suck you in and they complete, you completely convince you that they're this person, this good person. And then all of a sudden they flip on a dime yeah. and then you're stuck in like, because you still like have feelings for them and like you're trapped in that kind of like, you're fighting yourself in a way. Yeah. And it's, it's an internal struggle. And yeah. it's, I mean, at some point I think Sandy kind of like realizes that I never liked this guy ever. And she's just she, physically trapped in like the, the, because of all the men and stuff. And like, yeah. That it just it kept getting worse, and then eventually, um, Eloise meets a man. Uh, well, she thinks it's Jack, and yeah, that was so. This guy Jack, he looked, he totally had Jack qualities. Mm. And oh gonna, yeah, we're gonna spoil it right now. Like he wasn't Jack, but we'll get to who he was in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he had very Jack-like qualities, very narcissistic. Narcissistic yeah, personality. Like, kind of like the well, he, he acted like Jack acted, like really smooth talking. You know, mm-hmm. he was also hitting on Ellie a little bit, a little creepily. Yeah, you know, he's like all the. Uh, all I the know you. Blonde. I know your type or whatever. Yeah, like, it, and like you could, I guess you could chalk that up to just like he lived in that time and that's yeah. how he could act. And now he now it's not acceptable and stuff. Yeah. So and Eloise or not Eloise, um, Sandy was basically you know whoring herself out one night and a bunch of people kept coming through. And <laughs> sorry, just horn herself out. Yeah, I know. I said I, I probably shouldn't have said. <laughs> yeah, it like it's that. probably not the most delicate way of putting it. But yeah, yeah, she was um, yeah, inviting she, men over. Yeah, she, no, she was in the club. But oh, right, um, right, yeah, yeah. And then one other dude comes over and says the same thing everybody else is saying. Like, um, what, what, what were they saying? It was well, like, she was. So there's a whole montage of her oh, saying, "What's your like, name? What's, like, your, what's name? your name? It's this. I mean, oh, that's a lovely name. They go and have name. sex." So that that's gonna be the whole, that's like the whole kind of beat. But then they break it up when um, I don't know his name. I think his name's Sam something. 
He was in um, the Hunger Games, Catching Fire. He played Fennec, Finnick, something like I think that. It's probably Finnick. Finnick. Um, yeah, but um, he's kind of like the only kind of good guy. Where he's like, you better get out before, you know, before shit gets too bad for you. You know, and she's like, yeah, I know, blah blah blah, whatever. He ends up being a cop. Like she's like, oh, you're obviously a cop, and well, that is the guy who we thought is Jack. He was a cop. And he uh, ended up jumping in front of a fucking car and killing himself after a big yeah. spat with Eloise in the bar. Yeah. So um, here's something. I, so I don't quite understand why he did that. I need to make a point. Okay, but like, if you're if you're like an old guy and like you just like know that like or like you have you have like barely barely any connection to like what is happening yes. to the main story. Yeah. Why would you just kill yourself? See, that was a no- it was a part I found weird because like he didn't get much character development like when he was younger. So we he's in one scene, literally. Yes. So he, and it's like okay, oh, he was that guy, but like it doesn't have the impact we need it to have because it could have been done in a way where I don't know, but better. I, I think it would have been <laughs> If you want to like, so Ellie is kind of like the the golden character in this, where she does she doesn't get her hands dirty. She doesn't the main character. She's the, yeah, she's the main character, and she's like <laughs> she's just kind of the voyeur, like looking into what is happening and stuff. And so she's infallible. Um, I think you could have made it so she accidentally pushes him into the road or something like that. So kind of have where like it's like you're lying pushes pushes him and then he dies or whatever. But that would have been bad for her though. Yeah, because so then it, I like logically she would have been brought to the police station. So mm-hmm. it's not like I don't know. Maybe you make it like an obvious accident. You know, it's like it's hard because yeah, we find out who he was, but he he knew he's like oh I know you and you look familiar because he had seen her before and he was like looking out for them. Like, you yeah, you try to like track down the pimps and catch them in the act and all that stuff or whatever, you know, prostitution. But right, it's, yeah. Oh it's wait, like, that, that makes sense now. Yeah, that's okay. why he was there. He was so like, he's like, yeah, everyone knows Sandy. So yeah, did did he like secretly have like a backstory where like he's like so depressed that like he just couldn't find the men that were doing? this? I think he was trying women? to find who. Yeah, like, or he I couldn't guess, find he could he couldn't find Sandy. Once, you know, maybe, maybe he figured out he, she was a serial killer. See, it's very strange because, like, all right, let's 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 come back to this because I want to come back to this later. But okay. let's get to the uh, the end of the movie now since we're basically already there. Yeah. Um, uh, so big twist. Um, uh, so basically leading up to, like, the big twist, um, we see, like, the final, the final confrontation between Sandy and Jack. Um, and it looks like... In a really in a really weird scene where um, Ellie wants is like gonna have sex with John now. Oh, by the way, John's around, which we'll get to him because yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about him. But so like they go upstairs and they're about to have sex, and then um, it's a really stylized kind of like like when they're about to do it, um, we see like a very stylized death scene for Sandy um, by Jack stabbing her a yeah. bunch of times and stuff, and then it's like really weird, and then. And then John is just like freaking out. It's like, what the fuck's going on, man? And, and then <laughs> Mrs. Collins comes from up from downstairs. She's like, what's going on? Yeah, ah! it's like, is there a because ma-? she said, you know, no male visitors after eight p.m. Yeah, you know? 
And it's like, huh. yeah, so it's another thing like, are you okay? And there's another thing to, you know, um, violence against women. Because yeah. he's in the room thinking it's a rape and it's like or an attempted assault in other words and yeah it's, and like, it's like i would be so terrified if i was john yeah <laughs> at that moment because it's like i really care for this girl for some reason which i don't understand why he cares so much about her um but i'm about to have sex with her and then she just starts throwing a fit and it's mm-hmm. like i didn't do anything wrong you yeah. know i would i would just be terrified and then you know and then to have a witness where it sounds like, where have a witness like of behind the door with uh, Miss Collins, it makes it sound like it's a rape. Yeah. Um. And then the broken mirror and everything, yeah. it's the whole thing. All, I would be so terrified if I was him. And it's like, why does like, he still go back to Ellie after that? It shows both sides of the argument in a way. Cause like, get, yeah. Oh yeah. shit, uh, I didn't do anything. And then like, and then she's like, you know, it's like, ah, this is some. Uh, no, it's I'm like what this. like she's uh. she's freaking the fuck out and she's having a mental breakdown and, and he's it, like it can be assumed from the other side of the door that like she's getting assaulted yeah yeah and at the same time like if you came in and he's like nowhere near her and stuff it's like i i don't know what's going on but like in, yeah in his mind he's just freaking out mm. um well yeah because like it's just i don't i don't know man it's a wild scenario i st- i still i don't buy that he's still interested in Ellie after that. So I can I can buy it sort of how he's just randomly like super into Ellie for no reason from the very beginning where he's always like, hey, Ellie, what's going on? Like, can I help you? What's going on with you? Like, are, are you okay? And then I, so I can understand that maybe if you just like have love at first sight or some, some shit like that. But then after you, she freaks out, like I would be freaked out. I would be like, I barely know this girl. I would be like distancing her, myself and then and this shit cray. <laughs> and then you know, then yeah. Ellie starts to be haunted by all these like, you know, like <laughs> we even said like, what in the paralysis, uh, sleep paralysis demon is that? Yeah, like <laughs> we, <laughs> there's this ghost of a dude, just like chilling in the window, or like it was either the window or the, like, the closet or something. I don't know, yeah. but it was like, oh hey there, demon. <laughs> like it didn't go away. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's me, Satan. Hey going on it's going on guys (laughs) um it's oh god i've I've had instances like that with sleep paralysis and it's terrifying um see i've never saw anyone i just kind of like can't move it's not it ain't Mm. nope (laughs) i'm not going there but uh yeah so back to the final battle now now we're all caught up yeah so uh she's going back to uh leave from miss collins basically and so she Goes to um to to her apartment, which is downstairs. Has a cup of tea with her, and then um she realizes that oh no, sorry. Let's let's go backtrack just a, a second. Because Jack, <laughs> before he died, he said, "No, you're looking for Alex." So, well, not Jack, uh, Lindsay. Lindsay, sorry, Lindsay's his name, but it's the Jack guy we thought was Jack, the old guy, the old that, guy. yeah, yeah, also, who sings really weirdly. Yeah, he so he b- thought yeah, he thought um <laughs> she was uh um Who's he, Alex? The name is Okay, yeah, yeah, like we're all, we're both like who the fuck is Alex? Oh, wait yeah, a minute. Wait yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the name that Sandy uh, gave him in the bar. 
at all those years ago, right? Yeah. Um, I could just yeah. I just connected it because yeah. I th- I was thinking Alex. I'm thinking that's a guy's name because like like Alex killed her. Alexandra. So yeah, that's her Alexandra. real name too. Yeah. All right. So anyway, Miss Collins turns out to be Alexandra. So uh, Sandy never died. Yeah. Um, she never and, died, and she actually killed Jack. And all these other men. She was like on a murder spree of all these guys that have assaulted her and done things to her that she didn't want done to her. And, I mean, hey, good for you, but you can't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was that was like my last note. Um, it's like, do you think that she's justified in being a serial murderer um, of all these men who, like, what, at, at best um, had, like, really rough unwanted sex to rape with her um you worded that very strangely well i don't i don't know like not co not try again <laughs> not so oh, i said not rape but like like slightly unwillingness to have sex like okay. like okay i'll do it she's but, like i never know. wanted this so she never yeah she only wanted to be a singer but then she ended up getting into all these other things and she just needed money i guess at that point so i mean yeah so the Harvey Weinstein and, kind of effect. Yeah, there's, there's another thing, too. It just <laughs> keeps piling well, like, on. He's what sparked me, too. Or, or was it Bill Cosby? No, it was him. It was, it was, okay, it was Weinstein. Um, but, yeah, so yeah, so she finds out and she ends up poisoning Eloise. And then John comes to the door again because they came together. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, can you get rid of John? Um, <laughs> I just don't get John's obsession with with Ellie. We'll I just get to that don't in a get second. it. Um, so yeah, um, Alec. Uh, yeah, I guess Sadie stabs um, John, and he's on the floor just bleeding out. There's a fire in Miss uh, in Sadie's apartment. Yeah, and then um, Sadie and. Uh, Ellie, Sandy. Sandy. You keep saying Sandy. I'm sorry. Sandy (laughs) and Ellie just are battling up the stairs. Like, and then there's this one part where it changes from the old lady to young Sandy. (laughs) It looks like a James Bond opening. Yeah, you said it was like, like, oh my God, it is a James Bond opening, which we we kind of, I'm not sure if we talked about it. We didn't talk about it on this podcast yet, but uh, we'll get to that in a second too. Um, But yeah, anyway, um, Sandy ends up being like, Get out of here! I, she sees all the men as ghosts in the room mm-hmm. at, at the end, and she's like, "Fuck it, I'm done." She knows she's done, so she just ends up, you know, killing just herself, eating herself, eating <laughs> herself in the fire, and um, <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Yeah, get out of here." So Ellie and uh, John escape, and they're both fine. Somehow John survives a stab to the gut. Yeah, Jesus, movie logic. Yeah, you know, um, and I guess. Ellie didn't get poisoned enough. Like, yeah, I don't. She's, she's pretty frail. I, I mean, I don't quite understand I don't know. that. You see, know, movie logic again. This, so. See that? Ugh, whatever. I, I can forgive that. I Maybe guess. the it's a firemen good story. had had uh, what's it called? Narcan. Narcan, yeah. Narcan doesn't work on that kind of poison. I, I don't know, man. I, movie <laughs> Nar- logic. Narcan is for OD. So um, <laughs> maybe she just didn't drink enough tea. But yeah, which so. it gave me some like hardcore Get Out vibes. Like that whole scene, it did, yeah. you know, with the tea, but she didn't like clang it. But like, it was, it looked a li- like that room that they're in, like her apartment. It looked a little bit like the layout it was of a the little room bit, that, yeah. that they're doing and get out. Yeah, it was like, oh god, <laughs> not yeah. that again. Yeah. Um. But yeah. yeah. So back to James Bond. Right, that's basically the end of the movie. Yeah. Well. Okay. So I wanted to I wanted to talk about the point where like um the the final I guess the climax thing 
of the um <laughs> if you okay if, if it's an inside joke one time i said climax like seven times when i was doing a structure like 101 a minute yeah <laughs> and we just put a bunch of dings and so now it's like an inside joke okay. um all the guy all the ghosts of the men that like that sandy killed are hanging out and it's like kill her you know get revenge so it's like they haven't learned anything in the afterlife no. like they don't understand their actions so it's you know it's just Dumb, and I think is that the kind of is that like the commentary on like the because okay, so the villain of this movie, I want I feel like Edgar Wright is pointing out is, is like toxic masculinity, right? So I think that is kind of like commenting on it, like toxic masculinity. People who would people never change, people, yeah, the, even in the afterlife, yeah, even in the afterlife, there's like they they can't learn lessons. Yep. So you know, it's only you are a better person if you learn the lesson of toxic masculinity. Blah blah blah. Exactly. Just don't be shitty. Just let, don't be a just, shitty person. It's that simple. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, um, but yeah, I liked, I liked how like, um, it's, it doesn't really make you feel sympathy. It makes you understand both sides of the argument, uh, but it doesn't make you feel sympathy for either side. You know? Although at the same time though, Ellie, Ellie says like, yeah, they deserved it. I'm like, I don't think that's a, that's a, that's a bit too far for her to say, but um, well, she was tormented by them for like weeks. I get it, I yeah. get it, but like now she knows the whole story. Yes. So I think you know, and like we, I think we both agree they don't deserve to be murdered in the way that they did no. because of what they what they did in, in their lives. No, but that is a realistic thing that could happen. Some woman could snap and kill a bunch of men that assaulted her. Like these are all. It's very understandable. Possibly and, realistic things. Yeah, yeah, I I wouldn't doubt there's a female serial killer out there who at one point was a battered woman. Well, is yeah. that, can we say that word? <laughs> is that like a term that we can still say? Well, an abused woman, abused woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And like, I've seen movies like this, um, like I spit on your grave, um, where that's like, you know, she gets brutally raped, um, by three guys. And then she comes back one by one to murder them in very, very explicit in awesome ways. I'll, I'll add, <laughs> I love that movie. It's so great. Um, you know, so it's like, um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of like the like, like these movies where where it's like it it has a good social commentary without being heavy handed mm-hmm. and like it actually has a reason for being there and that's what I love about this movie. Like, you know, it's not it's not amazing. There's like plot holes and stuff stuff oh, that yeah, I don't understand. Sure. Every movie's like that. You're always going to run into it, but it's for the most part it's a solid movie. So, yeah. and uh I know you want to talk about John a little bit more. Yeah, John. Uh, Mr. Pete Davidson over here. He, dude, he looks exactly <laughs> like face, Pete Davidson. His face does look a little. It reminds you of Pete Davidson. Yes, yeah. for sure. Um, <laughs> I don't. Know. I like him as a character. Like it's weird. My, I have a love hate relationship because it's like, dude, you're a fucking idiot for hanging out with Ellie after everything. She di- she didn't accuse you of rape, but she put you in a position to where you could be accused of rape. That's what that's that's what I would be mad mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. Um, then she gets you stabbed. By the old lady, <laughs> and then you're still supporting her. And she, you know, meanwhile, she's having a complete mental breakdown the entire movie. Like, dude, I don't understand what's up with you. You must have like simp energy to the limit. Like, hey, you know, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's that South London energy, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, where'd you move from, South London? Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's oh god, this. John, oh my god, dude! <laughs> I mean, I like him though, because he's like, you know, he's charming, and he's just like, you know, I heard you work here, and I want to kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, he's definitely can... a likable character, yeah. for sure. Um, 
You're not like Jacosta. Jacosta's oh, a sh- bitch. Fucking bitch. I'll <laughs> see you next Tuesday. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> they say cunt a lot in this movie. Is that like a British thing? I don't. I don't say like twice, two or three times. Really? I didn't. Hear I feel it. like they said it like Maybe a bunch I just of times. spaced or something. But I, I only. I remember the one twice. time, the one very specific yeah, time where it's like one. where he's just like you know you're she's a cunt she's a slut and then he punches him. Yeah, I do remember that. That was but like yeah. yeah. Uh, another point you just reminded me of earlier about a uh, you know victim blaming and not believing. Oh there was yeah. The police station. Yeah. And um, so she tells her whole story, albeit. A little out there, you know, yeah, ghosts and in everything. the context of the story. I, I told you when I watched the movie, yeah. in the context of the, the story, it doesn't make any sense. Or it makes sense for the police officers to be saying what they're saying. Yes. But, but from what we're knowing as a viewer, like, we want her to be believed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a woman police officer and a man interviewing her. And at the end of the interview, you hear, like, she's, like, getting, like, water or something. I don't know. And... Uh, the the men's bathrooms are behind him, and he's making fun of her in the background, and she mm. can hear the whole thing. And then she storms off, and then the female one catches her in the hallway. He's like, "Wait, wait, wait!" I she she wants to believe her, but she needs more to go on. Mm-hmm. So like, it's you know, it, it, right? That's a it's a fucked up scene for sure, but it definitely happens all the time. Like, yeah, <laughs> it also reminded me of a part, of a funny part where uh, she's had a mental breakdown in the li- library. Um, and ends up almost stabbing Jacosta because she thinks it's one of the go- one of the ghosts with a man. And right. then John comes out of nowhere and grabs and he, her hand. Like, he's like, hey, where uh, the fuck did you come from? <laughs> again, John, what the fuck? She tried to murder someone. Why are you still into her? <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. That, that scene was something else. But, um, yeah, last thing I have to talk about is the whole James Bond influence this movie has. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. Like yeah, James Bond is around in the sixties. Like, um, well yeah, the first the when, Sam, the first scene when they come into when she comes into the sixties, Thunderball is playing on the in the movieplex. Thunderball is playing. She orders a Vesper, which is a drink um, created by Ian Fleming in the novelization of Casino Royale. Yep, because named after Vesper Lynn, the character, the uh, best Bond girl. Oh my god, best girl. Have you seen? We, yeah, we see. We did Casino hey, Royale. You say, do you say that? I don't know. I. It's a, I've seen it a lot of times. I forget sometimes <laughs> when we do it on the podcast. But yeah, listen to that podcast. It's very good. We watched Casino Royale like two years ago? A year ago. A year a, ago. Like a little over a year ago. A little over a year. Um, yeah, it's like episode seven or six, eight of Movie Drunks. I think it's more than that. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's in there. We talked about it at the staircase scene where it looks like it's an opening theme for a James Bond movie. Um, Diana Rigg was a Bond girl. Yeah, she was a Bond in, girl. Um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, she played James Bond's wife. Mm-hmm. So wait, she's the one who gets killed. Yeah, I mean, spoiler alert. Sorry for the forty-year-old movie, but yeah, yeah. oh, that's really cool. Yeah, and um, I, I like Diana, uh, Diana Rigg. Just uh, rest in peace, by the way. Um, for her role as Elena Tyrell in uh, Game of Thrones, she fucking kills it, dude. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Yeah, and um, then there's another one where uh, they reference they go to a Halloween party and they're dressed as like skeletons. So they have like the skeleton face paint on, which mm-hmm. references Spectre. Because in the opening scene of the Spectre, spe- the, the yeah. Dia de los Muertos, which is that you could have you could have picked a a better Bond movie but to also, homage. But the same thing, it uh, the skull paint references the villain Baron Samedi in Live and Let Die. So I didn't see that one. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> I so, just know the um, is it Paul McCartney? Or no, it's Wings. He's like Live and Let Die. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the song. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's the Beatles, isn't it? 
No, it was Paul McCartney's band, other band, The Wings or Wings. Oh, that is okay. Got yeah. it, got it. But yeah, obviously Edgar Wright likes James Bond, <laughs> and yeah. I I think he's probably wanted to direct a James Bond movie for a while. Which that'd be interesting. I don't know how it'd work though. Listen, I think that give that gives me vibes of Tarantino directing Star Trek. Yeah, that gives me those vibes where it's like I don't think. I I used to be a believer in, you know, like the indie quirky director can direct a a really big uh franchise movie until I saw The Last Jedi. So, until you saw Eternals. Till I saw Eternals. Mm. And you know what I mean? So they it, it it's a lot of it's a lot of hits, a lot of misses too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you'll have sometimes you'll have a James Gunn, but other times you'll have a Chloe Zhao. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it's I mean? It's like it's but Edgar Wright has his own style. I don't. I think he. I think he would bring too much of the goofiness to James Bond, which I, which is fine in like in where it was. But now we're in an era where James Bond is gritty, and I like that. I like that a lot. Well, that era is over now, though. Daniel Craig's era is over. They could change it again. So I don't think know. we're. I just don't think we're out of that era yet. With with like characters that like specific. You know, who are the most popular characters in recent memory? You have. Walter White, you have the new Batman. Batman's still dark, you know? They're doing yeah. a rebooted franchise. They're doing, like, Dexter. Um, who else? What are some other ones? Um, Joker. Yeah, Joker. Um, I'm looking at my shelf right now. There's there's other there's Marvel people, too. Like, that's all kind of gritty. I mean, there's... Mission Impossible got, yeah. got like, darker, you know? Mm-hmm. It's still kind of campy, but, like, it's it got a lot darker <laughs> than, it, than it was. Um you know, yeah. so I just don't think I, we're I out of the saying. era, you know? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think, you know, and especially, I don't like, maybe he could serialize it in a better way. <laughs> Cereal. Cereal. I'm hungry. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm getting, uh, Seth's making um, Parmesan chicken thighs. Mm. Can't wait to have those. It's going to be good. Yeah, I can't eat anything else for us today, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, you want to give the ratings? Yeah, let's let's rate this baby. Well, I rate my baby an A plus because it's the cutest baby in the whole wide world. Is that Mando? Yeah, Mando. He's my boy. He's my boy. <laughs> Although I hate him because he, he when he climbs on my chest in the middle of the night where I'm trying to sleep, it's the most fucking annoying thing ever. But anyway, um, I'll give this movie um, an eighty seven. Ooh, okay, eighty seven. Better than the higher, higher than the eighty five you usually give. Yeah, I know. <laughs> eighty five is using my barometer, but yeah. Um, yeah, 87, because I think this movie is very stylized in a good way. It has good social commentary for once I've ever seen in a movie. Jesus Christ. Um, I don't, I, there's a lot of stuff that I have to like just suspend my disbelief because I just don't get it specifically with John, mm-hmm. as I've pointed out routinely in this movie or video or podcast. Wow. I wish it was video. We got to work <laughs> on that. Um, but yeah, 87, that's where I land. Yeah, I agree. Very stylized, very well written, very, um, very good psychological horror, and yeah, good themes throughout. Like, I again, I don't know if it's gonna make the top ten of the year, but I think it's got a good chance to make it. Um, mm-hmm. I gotta go through the rest of my list again. Um, but I think I'm gonna give this a, uh, you know, eighty seven's a good place. I'm gonna give it that as well. Eighty seven's a good spot for it. Um. I love me some psychological horror. I loved Get Out. I loved like, um, oh god, what's another good psychological horror? Hereditary. Hereditary, yeah. 
I mean, that's that's its own animal itself. That's got actual horror in it. Yeah. An um, old one that you should probably watch if you haven't is Jacob's Ladder. Never heard of it. It's really good. It's about like a Vietnam vet who's like has like schizophrenia. Oh, and shit. Fantastic. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, so I'm. I, I like this a lot, and I, uh, I'm happy with it. I'm very yeah. happy with Edgar Wright's latest movie, Last Night in Soho. So uh, with uh, with that, we are Seen It Before. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle at Seen It Beforecast. That's S-C-E-N-E. Um, yeah, I'm also – I'm Dan. You can find me on Instagram with the handle at DanTheDonutMan1. I post, uh, you know, concert uh, photos – pictures in general photography um whenever i can go back to concerts that'd be great whenever you know uh, they just announced that fucking when we were young festival. Yeah. are you going that, to that no i'm not oh no um i really <laughs> wanted to go that looked so dope they just added a second day to i was like fuck well there's no we me and Seth were talking about, there's no way that they could do do all those bands in one day it is no both all the bands are playing on both those days Oh, okay. Both, well, both. well, two days is better than one, right? No, as in they're all. Oh, bands. they're doing two sets, two one sets. per day. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, that's not gonna work. Oh my god, this is gonna be dude, the fire cr- fest of the emo. It's literally gonna be fire fest, but also kind of astro world at the same time. Oh boy, oh, <laughs> I was man. like, oh no. <sighs> anyway, um, that's beside the point. But yeah, uh, go ahead, Danny. Uh, I'm Danny. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Danny underscore Wash or my YouTube channel, which is just Danny Wash. Um, pay attention to our socials for the next upcoming um, movie. Movie, that's the word. Um, <laughs> you know, we're going to be posting teases. Um, you know, kind of five facts um, for the next movie that we're doing. See if you, you guess the movie before it comes out. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, those are on Fridays. Um, and then we'll post on Sundays. Yep. Unless it's a movie that's in theaters, then we post it on the day the movie comes.